Injuries, man, we saw four different players uh, take snaps under center to start games for the Hoosiers last season. And yet we head into 2022 having absolutely no idea who's going to be the starting quarterback for this team. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, June 1st. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. Across the board, the 2021 season for IU football was an absolute mess. I think the quarterback position might have highlighted that the most. Uh, started the year with Michael Penix, had to go to Jack Tuttle because of injury, had to go to Donovan McCauley because of injury, had to go to Grant Grimmel to avoid Donovan McCauley getting injured uh, and that he looked overwhelmed. A couple of those guys, I guess one of those guys left this offseason, and yet we still really have no idea what to make of this quarterback position, who's going to be the starter. Uh, it's entirely up in the air. So uh, we're going to kick off our depth chart series for IU football, uh, probably where every depth chart series is going or depth chart is going to to start off with. And that's a quarterback position. I mean, that's the number one position. That's what everybody looks at. And that's the biggest question mark about this IU team on the field next season is who is going to play quarterback. Uh, we're going to go through every position in the IU football uh, depth chart um, and look at all the players that are on the roster. Uh, I'm going to separate them into tiers as I've done today. We're going to look at maybe some interesting battles to watch out for and then look at some of the main storylines for those positions, those players, things of that nature for each one of these positions. I think the biggest thing for this quarterback uh, room, I guess, this next season is they weren't good enough last year. And even accounting for injuries, uh, even when they were as healthy as they looked like they were, this was just simply not a good enough quarterback room. If IU had even decent quarterback play, even look at that Cincinnati game. They could have upset a team that uh, made the college football playoff. Um Quarterback play cost them from having a bigger lead than they did in that game. And then when things went haywire, there wasn't as much cushion to absorb that. Um, that's one of the games that sticks out to me when you talk about quarterback play that just simply wasn't good enough. Certainly injuries played a part in that. Certainly the offensive line played a part in that. We're going to talk about the offensive line here in a couple of weeks, a couple of days, uh, depending on what our schedule holds for that. But when you look forward to 2022, um, there's not a whole lot of certainty with this quarterback room. I, I think uh, if you're splitting into tiers, start at the bottom. The non-factors, Will Johns, Grant Grimmel. Grimmel obviously got snaps last season. If Grant Grimmel is getting snaps for you, uh, that either means you're up about 80 points, which that's just not going to happen with IU football. So uh, it means that things have gone really, really bad, which is what happened last season. Things went really, really bad. And Grant Grimmel was not just taking snaps, starting games. That can't be the case. Uh, 
certainly this time around, it seems like IU has some more depth in that position right now to absorb that. Uh, kind of the QB of the future, maybe a distant future might be the best way of looking at that is Brendan Sorsby. Uh, he's somebody that we talked about with John Garcia on our recruiting podcast uh, last Friday. If you want some more uh, information on him, go give that a listen. That was a really interesting podcast. He was somebody that uh, John was really high on. So go give that a listen and talk more about him. I wouldn't expect him to contribute this year. Seems like he could be somebody for the future, though. Long shots to start. This is where things get a little more interesting. I have two guys in here, Dexter Williams and Donovan McCauley. Seems by most accounts, if Dexter Williams was healthy last year, he would have gotten the snaps ahead of Donovan McCauley. Uh, the staff probably would have trusted him a little bit more with him having a little bit more experience. Uh, unfortunately, he did suffer the the knee injury that ruled him out for the season. He wasn't able to take those snaps. Those went to Donovan McCauley. And while you saw certainly flashes with McCauley, you also saw perhaps some of the things that were holding him back. And why the uh, coaching staff wanted to redshirt him initially, they kind of had to burn that red shirt. They didn't really have any choice uh, with the state of the quarterback room. Perhaps you could have just said it was a lost season regardless. Don't burn his red shirt and just give the snaps to Grant Grimmel. I think that uh, the action he saw during games will prove to be valuable for him, but I still would be pretty surprised if he was a starter. Seems like it's a two-horse race, and it does not include Dexter Williams and Donovan McCauley. The, the tier for the starters is going to be that two-horse race between Jack Tuttle and Connor Bazelik. Jack Tuttle's the incumbent. He's the guy we know a lot about. He's led the Hoosiers to, some, to a really big win of that 2020 season in Wisconsin, uh, one of the defining wins of that season. Uh, one of a lot of people's favorite moments of that season was that victory. Last season was not nearly as good, though. He was banged up. He got teed off on. Uh, because of that poor offensive line play. He's not a mobile quarterback, and he struggled behind an offensive line that really, really struggled. Uh, but he wasn't great. You welcome in Connor Bazelik, one of the new faces, the transfer from Missouri. He's a former uh, freshman of the year for the SEC. He has a lot of potential, a lot of promise. We talked uh, with Locked on Mizzou about him long, long ago when he – uh, when he committed to Indiana, you can search back. I think it was beginning of 2022, if you guys want to try to find that. And we talked a lot about him and the pros and the cons with him. But um, it seems like right now this is a two-horse race for the quarterback position. It's a battle that's going to be really interesting to look at, and it's a battle we're going to talk about in a little more depth here in just a moment. Before we get into that, uh, with all the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's really hard to find uh, the parts you need at your local chain auto parts store. Why endure those often pointless or seeming in seemingly intimidating questioning and wait in line while the person behind the counter just ends up telling you the part's not available anyway? You guys have computers, so head on over to rockauto.com, either at home, in your pocket, whatever it is, cut out all of that. Uh, that weight, that madness, that frustration. Uh, save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same part from a chain store or car dealership? 
Uh, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet for you guys as well. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. We have an important favor to ask you guys. We put together a survey so we can learn more about the listeners and what you guys like and what makes Locked On Podcasts your favorite or how to make them even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It's not going to take you very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To, uh, to take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you guys for the help. Get you some uh, some concert tickets. It's Summer's coming up. Everybody loves to go to concerts. You guys can... Uh, Get some of those gift cards to go see a concert on us. I think there are two important battles to watch for uh, this season, and it's going to start with the starters, uh, pun intended. Um, Jack Tuttle and Connor Bazelik seems like a, I mean, if I'm being honest, 50-50 battle right now. I'm really not sure which way this is leaning. Um, Tuttle's the incumbent. And he's shown some flashes. There were plays, I think back to that Wisconsin game, there were throws he made in that game that Penix wouldn't and or couldn't, I should say, make. Um, he has a touch that you see why he was a, a highly touted recruit. Um, but there were some struggles throughout the season. I want to say either there was either the Michigan or Penn State game. I can't remember specifically. He came in for an injured Penix and threw just an awful pass downfield that wasn't even close. It was after fans had kind of asked for him to step in the game. And I know the situation was rough, but it was just one of those passes that just made you uh, take a drink of whatever, <laughs> whatever beverage you were sipping, maybe turn the channel. It was just one of those frustrating types of moments. Um, I know nothing went right with the offense. It's hard to really put the blame on anyone. But Tuttle is a guy that's been here. He's one of the guys we mentioned um, the interview Tom Allen did with the Indy Star. He said there were five, six guys that came to his office the day after the Purdue game to figure out how to make that season, that type of season, not happen again. One of those was Jack Tuttle. So he's a leader in the locker room. So that I think that matters. Basilic, though, is talented. Uh, you don't win a freshman of the year in the SEC without being a superbly talented player. I mean, it's the SEC, uh, and he has um, he has skill. He has talent. He showed it in that freshman season, uh, co-freshman of the year in 2020. Took a little bit of a step back in 2021. Maybe a, a new setting, a new a change of scenery can help him out to. Uh, kind of find that form he had in his freshman season. It makes for an interesting battle, though. I think right now I would probably lean a little bit towards Jack Tuttle just because he is someone that has been here, 
There is a certain level of familiarity. I'm honestly not sure how much that's going to matter, though. Entirely new receiving core, save for maybe one or two guys. Entirely new running back room. The offensive line's largely the same. I don't know how much continuity matters there between quarterback and offensive line. Uh, coaching staff has changed. Um, I don't know how much familiarity matters. It certainly doesn't matter as much as it would in some other scenarios. So maybe because of that, that helps out Baselik's case. Uh, it's going to be an interesting battle. It's going to be interesting how they treat it in fall camp because do you give guys 50-50 split? Do you head into camp with somebody as the favorite and have try to have somebody else kind of um, – come from behind it's really hard to tell what what would do having a 50 50 split with snaps do for building that continuity and that chemistry um because both these guys are, are going to need to build chemistry with their receivers with their running backs things of that nature so that's going to be a really interesting battle that i really have no feeling on it it purely just got like guessing almost i would say tuttle i i mean I've made as many arguments for Baselick as I have Tuttle, I think, in this. So um, I, I think it's entirely up in the air. I think the other thing's going to be the kind of the long shots. Dexter Williams, Donovan McCauley are two guys that are seen for the future and um, two guys that could potentially, I don't want to say work their way into the conversation for starters. I don't think either of them could, but who kind of establishes themselves as that clear number three guy. And um, maybe they don't, maybe they don't need to, to, to establish themselves as a clear number three. I wouldn't be surprised. I'll, I'll talk more about this. I wouldn't be surprised if Macaulay's redshirted this year after not being redshirted last year, they clearly wanted that. They wanted that extra year of eligibility. The idea would be that he isn't going to be needed as much this season. So maybe they're able to redshirt him. I'm not sure. Um, It'll be interesting to see how the, the team approaches that, but you have two guys who have a lot of promise, came in with some um, fanfare, uh, local fanfare, and they, I mean, with Macaulay, you saw some of it. Uh, you also saw what made him really raw and why the, the team wanted to redshirt him. So how do those two come about and, and gain some more experience? Um in that quarterback room, how do they? How does Macaulay build off the experience he had last season? This one, obviously, not nearly as important for the now. A little bit more important for the future because if one of those guys can um, kind of secure a foothold and, and separate themselves in the film room, on the practice fields, during workouts, things of that nature, I would say Tuttle and Baselick are. Uh, Tuttle definitely, I would say, is probably done after this season. I'm not sure in terms of eligibility how many years he even has left. I don't think there's many. Baselick might be around, but if one of these guys establishes themselves, they could head into spring next year potentially to get into another quarterback battle with Baselick. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, these two kind of potentially separate themselves and um, – maybe establish themselves as a clear number three option. Now, which one of these uh, starters 
if they get the job, who is potentially going to be the one who keeps the job? Um, that's going to be a question because IU doesn't often stick with one guy. So that's one of the big storylines I, I, I think coming into the year will be something to monitor. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, MLB base or MLB scores, excuse me, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Uh, there's also uh, over unders on projected wins for college football. I use it four and a half. Man, that seems low, but in the Big Ten East. I, I just don't know. I would probably – I'm optimistic. Right now I'll take the under. Talk to me in a couple months. We'll see if I go over. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, eSports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So one of the big things about Tom Allen is that he doesn't always really stick with one quarterback. Some of that has been brought on by injuries. Some of that has been brought on by inconsistencies. Uh, but IU rarely has one, a, a clear number one. Uh, so with them going into the season with a quarterback battle, is IU going to stick with the quarterback they pick? And part of that is, will they pick the right quarterback? If they pick Jack Tuttle, how much of a leash is he going to have to potentially make mistakes before they pull the rug out from under him and go to Connor Bazelik. Uh That's going to be one of the things to for the, him not to look over his shoulder. Now, a lot of that falls on him. Play well enough to where you take the decision out of the coach's hands. But, I mean, you look back to last season, as we said, four different quarterbacks played at least four games last year. That was almost all because of injury. Donovan McCauley being benched for Grant Grimmel was the only one not. Um, but... IU really hasn't ha – they've had one clear number one since Nate Sudfeld in 2015. Sudfeld in 2015, clear number one. You look back at the stats. Uh, I think if he missed any time, it was because of injury. But if he was healthy, he was the number one option. I mean, Penix has kind of been that a couple times, but injuries interrupted him so much that um, – I mean, and it's more in hindsight he was he – was he was a clear number one, but I don't know. It, it's just something that has plagued IU. I mean, Penix in 2019, when before he got hurt against, I believe, Northwestern, um, 2020 against Maryland, I guess he was a clear number one in both those. But uh, there have been times where they've tried multiple quarterbacks and things of that nature. I hate a two-quarterback system. Hate it so much. It does not work, and I don't want IU doing that. And that's just kind of a fear I have whenever there's almost a 50-50 QB battle like this is are they going to have a two quarterback system or are you just going to give the reins to one guy and let him figure it out and, and be the number one quarterback I mean along with that is can they get consistent production I mean whoever they pick is going to have to produce for uh for the Hoosiers I mean that was not something that happened last season. Penix injuries, um, he struggled. There was nothing consistent about him. Tuttle stepped in and immediately got hurt. Uh, so injuries did him no good either. 
Um, McCauley was in way over his head. There was nothing consistent about him. And Grant Grimmel's a walk-on. I mean, with all due respect to him, it was a it was a fun story for him. Uh, I'm sure it was an awesome experience for him, but he's a walk-on. Uh, there was nothing consistent there as well. So is Indiana going to get consistent production from its quarterback this season? And then the big thing is who's the quarterback of the future? We talked about this a little bit with Dexter Williams and Donovan McCauley. Uh, those two have the chance to establish themselves as the QB of the future, but is Sorsby going to enter himself into that conversation? If you listen to our podcast with John Gar- Garcia, he is really high on him as kind of a hidden gem of the class of 2022. He soared up draft boards really, really late in the process, caught a lot of attention, and the Hoosiers were able to nab him. Um, is he going to be the quarterback of the future? Will any of those guys see time? McCauley might be the only one. I guess maybe Williams is kind of a change of pace type of quarterback, maybe with some wildcat sets. Again, I don't love that idea. Uh, I would rather just stick with one quarterback. It feels like if you it, it throws off the rhythm of the offense to bring in a wildcat quarterback. I didn't really love that. I didn't think IU had a great grasp on when to use it and when not to use it last season. Maybe that falls on Nick Sheridan, and that's not something the Hoosiers have to worry about. But uh, I would rather them stick with one person. But will any of those guys see time this season? Will be interesting to monitor. This is wide open. There are so many unanswered questions with this. I don't know. There are so many ways this depth chart could look. Uh, it's it's You only get a two deep is basically what I was going to say. There's only the two deep depth charts. You could order these first five quarterbacks uh, a lot of different ways, and I would be all right with it. And I think the, the first two are pretty clearly one and two. After that, the next three could be ordered in any way, and I don't know. It, it, I would probably – I could be talked into it. So there's a lot of questions that are going to have to be answered about this quarterback room, which isn't great coming off a season in which IU only won two games. To have no certainty whatsoever with the quarterbacks, that's going to be have to be something IU is going to have to answer. Hopefully they answer it fast. I don't think they will. I think this is going to be something that drags on through fall camp and into the first game and maybe into the first couple of games, but we'll see how it plays out. Hope you guys enjoyed the start of our depth chart series. Uh, We'll be back on Friday to talk about uh, OG Ananobi with Locked On Raptors host Sean Woodley. Got in touch with him. We're going to record this week and some news with OG uh, on Tuesday could make a, a really interesting podcast on Friday. So thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on NBA Big Board podcast. Rafael Barlow, Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin give fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and of course, big boards. Follow Locked On NBA Big Board every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already, at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. Most importantly, though, guys, have a terrific Wednesday and LEO.